Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey guys, Joe here. I'm hard at work on season six for you, and we're going to have that out in just a couple of months. But in the meantime, I've been working on something new. Don't think about it like cheating. Think about it like adding a little spice to our relationship. I've been doing this for over a year, ever since I had my daughter, B. I've become completely fascinated by the world of mom influencers on Instagram. Yeah, I know. See, when I had B and she wouldn't go to sleep, all I could do was scroll the gram in the middle of the night while I tried to put her to bed. That's when I realized that all of the picture-perfect mommies on Instagram they were all trying to sell me something. So as a journalist, a mom, and an amateur economics enthusiast, but you guys didn't know that one, but yes, amateur economics enthusiast, it's my jam. I had no choice but to report the hell out of this world. And the result is my new eight-part series, Under the Influence, which is launching this week. It's a deep dive into the mom internet as I try to dissect this multi-billion dollar business while also coming to terms with my own perceived failings as a mother. I want to tell you right now that I'm going to drop some of these episodes into our committed feed. I don't want you to be surprised by it. It might be your jam. It might not, but I do hope you'll check it out. Today, we actually have a fun committed under the influence crossover episode for you. It's like in the 80s when Charles in Charge would cross over with Mr. Belvedere. I don't know if that actually happened, but I hope that it did. Because Mr. Belvedere really would have put Chachi in his place. So during my research for Under the Influence, I stumbled on a couple for Committed. I swear to God, I find Committed episodes in my sleep. This couple actually wrote a novel about mom influencers together. They wrote a whole novel together. An entire book. It blew me away that a married couple with a small child would want to sit together and actually work on something creative together. What does that say about my own marriage? Anyway, I was fascinated by them and what they did, and I had to call them to find out how they did it. Sometimes I forget to hit record. Um, but <laughs> I, I, do, I want to tell you guys, one, I'm so excited to have you on because I've never talked to a couple that has written a book together. I can't, because I write books and I'm also a person who's married to another person and I can't imagine (laughs) writing a book with my husband because we can't, we can't, we couldn't even write our Christmas cards together. (laughs) The seating plan for our wedding, uh, a a good example of something we weren't very good at uh, collaborating on, Uh, but a book seemed easier for some reason. 
Colette Lyons and her husband Paul Vlitos used the pseudonym Ellery Lloyd to publish their debut novel. It's a thriller set in the mom-influencing internet called People Like Her. Let's dig in into, into the early days. So what's chapter one? Do you want to uh, start, Colette? Yeah, I will. Um, so uh, I had just moved back from a two-year stint working in Dubai. Um, now, Paul's going to laugh because I'm really, really bad at telling stories in a concise way. So, Paul, jump in. <laughs> <laughs> You've already started way too early. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going off at a tangent? Uh, I had been invited to a wedding um, and pre the wedding, there was a Hindu. I forget what you call it in the States, a bachelorette? Anyway. That, um, that is, yes, we, we call it a bachelorette, but I like a Hindu so much better. So let's just go with that. So uh, it was a Hindu sitting next to, um, unbeknownst to me, Paul's flatmate of the time, um, who basically spent the entire uh, dinner telling me how great Paul was. Uh, and, and then she came back that night and was telling me, all, probably the next day actually, and was telling me about this person she'd met who she thought was great, who was Colette. And so I think we met about, three months after that was just after my 30th birthday actually and it was Paul's birthday party um which uh Dot the mutual friend um had invited me to and actually our birthdays are one day apart uh one year apart as well um so uh we met and I think I texted my best friend the day after to say oh I've, I think I've met the man I'm gonna marry uh, and she had she had yeah and, and, and it was me and that was it um and then yeah we, we we started dating and then we got married quite quickly didn't we we got engaged three months later so uh yeah and Paul asked my dad for my hand in marriage and apparently his response was well I suspect you know what you're getting into but, um, but I didn't really you see I didn't that was... <laughs> The irony. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got uh, we got married. Uh, it's actually our tenth anniversary this year, tenth wedding anniversary uh, in December. Although quite a punchy, uh, we now realise um, choice for a wedding date. We got married on December twenty third. So yeah, and uh, sort of one one daughter and uh, one book later, we're about to celebrate ten years together. So Colette was this longtime journalist who always had delicious book ideas, but no time to write them. And Paul had already published two novels. And I'd be working on books that were just terrible ideas. Um, and, and, and so, <laughs> they but it did, terrible ideas. I mean, they were less, they were certainly, you know, they were um, kind of not as plotty and not as hooky and not as interesting as, as people like her or any of the ideas Colette came up with. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you're like on holiday and you talk about ideas. And, you know, so it's always something we've talked about um, and enjoyed talking about. So they'd banter back and forth about book ideas. And then Colette came up with the idea for people like her. The reason the book actually came about was that I had been made redundant um, just before our daughter was born. Um, and so didn't actually have... I mean, I wouldn't describe it as maternity leave because I wasn't on leave, I wasn't working um, and didn't have something to go back to and thought, well, actually, maybe this is the time that we sit down and, and actually try to try to write together, um, especially given that our social life had <laughs> ceased because our daughter never slept. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, once we'd watched all eight seasons of Game of Thrones, 
we found we didn't really have anything else to do in the evening and we didn't really want to talk about, you know, nappies and puree and uh, sleep training. So, um, I, I mean, I can't actually remember the first night that we sat down and started writing, but I think that was literally what it was, flipped open a laptop and we both wrote the first chapter of um, of people like her and then sort of realised that we might have something. And I think it was the way that two voices kind of work. So you've got um, uh, Emmy, who's this kind of influencer who, who Colette was writing, and then I was doing Dan, her, her husband. And I think you sort of we, we'd obviously found a way that, uh, you know, the differences in the way we write turned into kind of an advantage for the book. Although I would say that actually it, it transpired that we – we write in a similar enough right way that it, it hasn't felt disjointed. And we've certainly found that for the second book. Mm. I think we both do fairly good impressions of each other <laughs> when we want to. How did you come up with this idea in particular? People Like Her, I think, was... Um, I had never really used Instagram before. I'd actually used it professionally. As I say, I was sort of working in a, in a marketing role and um, oversaw the social media coordinator so I you know I was aware um of of what it was and how it worked but I'd never been a heavy social media user um but as I say our daughter slept extraordinarily badly and uh would basically only nap during the day when I was trudging around uh, the park or sleeping sort of you know she would be sleeping on top of me and I, for some reason I had not worked out that I could read on a Kindle <clears throat> on one hand so I, I started just scrolling Instagram endlessly and being the life stage that I was at a lot of the influences that were served up to me by the algorithm uh, were mumfluencers this story that Colette is telling you right now this is exactly how I found mom influencers on Instagram late nights angry baby yeah I, I think I think it was that and and we realized that it actually might be quite fertile ground for a thriller essentially I say this all the time when I talk about writing my own books writing a book with someone which I've done a few times my next novel is also a collaboration it's hard it's real freaking hard and in a lot of ways it's like a marriage. You have good days and bad days and days when you want to leave the person. But Colette and Paul were already married. They knew one another's idiosyncrasies, their bad habits. But what they didn't know is how the other would write. Well, where the way we did it with people like her is we started off doing the different voices. Um, so we kind of each we each had our little area uh, to do it. Um, and then basically we once we got a first draft, we kind of both jumped in and started kind of editing around. I mean, the kind of practical answer is we work in Google Docs. So you're actually, you know, simultaneously working on the same document. Which um, we weren't initially, actually. We, so just, uh, back and uh, forth, it, wasn't it? yeah, it was back and forth on a Word document. And actually, ju- just to um, clarify, there's three voices in our book. So there's Emmy and Dan, so the momfluencer, her slightly recalcitrant husband, and uh, an unnamed third voice who's, who's their stalker, effectively, um, whose story and motivations unfold um, throughout the novel. Um, and Paul wrote the third voice. Um, but by the time we got to, as Paul says, the second draft, 
we were all up in each other's faces, basically. Um, and but, but uh, with Google Docs, you can actually see where, where the other person's cursor is. So you'd have this business of, what, what are you doing? Leave that bit alone. What are you doing like in there? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then in sort of, uh, as you know, um, if you're, uh, you know, as you're a novelist, um, it, it, it you, ha you do successive drafts anyway, sort of we worked on one round of changes with our um, agent over here and there and, and then another with our um, editors, our brilliant editors, um, Sarah and Sam in the US and the UK. Um, so, you know, and, and those took sort of probably a little bit more discussion. Um, but, um, because the voices were so different and, uh, the story sort of bounces from scene to scene, um, we didn't end up sort of, um, treading on each other's toes that much. I don't think but book two has been a slightly different beast, um, which we've, we're just about to finish because um, it's 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 more voices um, and over a shorter space of time. So that that has been harder. So that's involved kind of a lot more elaborate plotting up front, whereas with this one we could kind of just kind of roll with it and riff with it and you know that sort of thing. I will say shout out for Google Docs. I don't normally shout out tech companies because meh. But if you're writing a book with another person, Google Docs is the only way to do it. You know what, though? I have to say, for, for book two, we didn't do this with the first one, with people like her. Um, but over Christmas, we had um, printed off the first draft of it, and we actually sat there with a pen. Can you imagine? And locked it up that way. And that was just a nice break over Christmas from looking at a screen as well, wasn't it? And, um, yeah. Although I, we both had COVID, so that was um, yeah. that was a, a less than ideal. You guys got COVID over Christmas while trying to write your second book. Yeah. Yes. With a toddler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> You're heroes, is what you are. <laughs> we survived. Surviving is exactly where we should take a quick break. Because that's what we're all trying to do right now. We're all just trying to survive. Be right back. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty-turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. So tell me, give me the elevator pitch um, for the book. Just tell us a little bit what it's about without giving anything away. It is the, I am actually going to look at the back of my car. 
Um, it's the story of a, a mumfluencer who takes the shine off her life to seem more relatable. Her husband, um, who relies on her whilst writing his difficult second novel, aha, um, which he's uh, been writing for years and years and years, yeah, um, to support their family, um, and a third stalker, a third unnamed narrator, um, who who thinks that Emmy is responsible for ruining her life, and who wants to extract an intricate revenge. It was nice. It was nice doing being writing about a married couple because you could put little annoyances in the book, couldn't you? <laughs> yes. Is there any bad dishwasher loading in there, Paul? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, little, not taking bins out or picking little, up a little jab. <laughs> I don't know if they made it to the final version. <laughs> I actually don't think so, to be honest. It was um, the biggest change for us around about that time was having our daughter. Um, so actually which is, you know, as you know, so seismic that it's actually quite hard to remember what your life was like before. So actually, I, I you know, I, I don't think so. I think, as I say, it was a really nice thing to be able to talk about something that wasn't our child, who we love and who is amazing, but there's only so many conversations. when they're a, a tiny baby, yeah. Um... Yeah. But I have to say it has proved, it's, it's probably proved harder to write in a pandemic, I think. Um, although fairly similar in a way, you're sort of stuck at home with a tiny baby. Um, and actually, with I don't know what your lockdown situation is currently in the US, but we are fully locked down in the UK. Shops are closed, schools are closed, restaurants are closed. Um, people are, you know, being told to work from home. So it's um, it's probably been even slightly more intense this time around. But we do, you know, we we do enjoy it. Um, um, yeah, and we laugh about it. You know, I think there's, you know, there's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you know, I think that's the thing. I don't think we've ever had a sort of uh for now but you know you, you can tease each other and also i think when you're you know when you're married to someone you're writing with um you, you can actually in a way be a lot more direct you know yeah. you can be you can be quite direct and straightforward in the kind of feedback you're giving um and blunt and, and i think the big difference the big thing about yeah. us is we both you know we both um offer feedback all the time we're used to being edited um so you you know you can't, you know when when we've never been precious about being kind of edited um yeah I, you know my my job was in magazines to edit other people's words and Paul offers feedback you know to to students and i think it means that neither of us are especially precious um about the other one saying us that's a bit rubbish. <laughs> do you do you just can I can I have a can I have a little go tinkering with that bit? But I I mean I have stylistic traits that you hate. <laughs> Yeah. So I put, you know, I put a few things, I put a few in so you can take them out. Um, <laughs> I think or if I, if like I, and there's a lot of and, yeah, the word bloke. Oh, interesting. Isn't it so funny that you find your ticks? <laughs> Somehow, my co-writer's tick was um, 
what she does too many m dashes and oh i love an m dash that's me mm-hmm. that is yeah yeah and also oh my gosh there was marvels everyone was marveling at things all the time <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should marvel more, Paul. I'm we should have marvel. That. I'm always, I think we've got to, yeah, we're heavy on the wonderings. Yeah, that's really... Someone, someone me, in, a, in a review um, of, I've got to tell you this, uh, Paul, uh, someone in a review wrote, I'm, I'm appalled at how many times they've written the word fortnight. People are like, oh, right. Wow, that's interesting. Fortnight. Fortnight. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that really—it's yeah, it's amazing. What are, what are what are some of what are some of Paul's other tics? Uh, likes to do things in threes. Oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I'm quite m dashy as well, but I think if I do, you know, if I if I put enough of those things in and Colette takes half of them out, then we end up with about the right the right amount. Uh, <laughs> you know, in the end, it evens out. Oh, swears as well. <laughs> take them out so you guys are working on book two when you started this did you think it was going to be more than one book and do you want to keep doing this together uh i think um certainly by the time we had finished people like her we we'd started talking immediately about sort of plots for a second book so yeah i, I definitely think um and we we're already talking about plots for sort of a third and fourth. Um, so yeah, it's absolutely something we'd like to continue doing. Um, it's it's a really it's fun, you know. I mean, it's yeah, it's just a really it's it's a fun thing to do to to be able to do that for uh, you know. I was I was going to say for a living, but we both have other jobs as well. But you know, as part of our uh, as part of the way we spend our time is is we're very lucky. Yeah, I think it's nice to be able to share something with your spouse that's creative, right? To be able to have something where you guys are both using your brains, especially after you've had a kid. Yeah. Um, To be able to, like, you know, do that. It's great. And we're, of course, we're planning on getting our daughter, you know, as soon as she can write uh, in on family bands. (laughs) Bring her into it. Yeah, bring her into the family firm, get her working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in this job market, everyone's got to work. As <laughs> soon as she turns four, we'll be doing exactly. The first question people like to ask an author is usually, how much of your book is your life? So I asked Colette and Paul. Emmy is, uh, in people like her, is a former fashion journalist. You know, they live in London. Well, they've got a young kid. He's, you know, he's a novelist. His, no- his last novel was published a while ago. I mean, I think there's we're sort of playing with that, um, you know, you're sort of... Uh, meant to be wondering oh how autobiographical is is this we've definitely drawn on our on ourselves a friend texted me the other day who's reading it at the minute and she she said she's she's got her highlighter out and she's um highlighting bits that particularly remind her of us 
Um, so there's definitely there's definitely parts. <laughs> <laughs> we were asked in an interview a couple of weeks ago whether we'll start sharing our lives sort of online now that you know we're a, a <laughs> you know we're we're authors in in the public eye. <laughs> you know what I mean. I find it, you know, obviously like bits and bobs of, of Paul and I creep into fiction, but I I am spectacularly uncomfortable writing about myself. Um, and I hate being photographed. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I feel personally that, you know, and this is very personal to me, um, but I, I, I also don't really know how to write about Paul or my daughter. I, I would find it really um, exposing. I've not had a book out in the social media era, you know. I, I, the, the business of being able to go on Instagram and see what people think and kind of, I don't even think Goodreads was around when that book came out. But it's interesting what you're talking about, Colette, because also that's one of the things that you have in the novel. Um, you know, you've got uh, Dan, who's the novelist, and looking at the way that his wife writes and thinking about, um, you know, I think one of the things a novel tries to do is give a sense of the skill it takes to be an influencer. Absolutely. You know, and he's got this kind of, you know, he's doing working in this prestigious form that, you know, hardly anyone kind of reads, um, particularly the kind of novels he's writing. And then he's looking, he's sort of also thinking about how she writes and how she kind of gets that connection with an audience. And, um, uh, you know, and th there's a bit of me in that, in that, God, I'll spend like an hour composing a tweet and then not send it and I shouldn't have sent it you know I'd much rather write a book than something you know. Paul and Colette are an inspiration. They're an inspiration and their book is a delightful peek into the world of mom influencing. I'm telling you, even if you're not into Instagram, this world is fascinating. It's got everything. Beautiful and successful women, adorable children, shame, guilt, the Mormon church. Give it a listen. Under the Influence, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy listening, guys. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book.